Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy, and welcome to Flavor Country, your number one destination for the podcast in which we talk about everybody's new hit, top chart top and relevant dating television show, Flavor of Love, season 19. <laughs> it's season 19 of Flavor of Love, um, and uh, boy, things have gang. Rachel and I just had a really rough 53 or so minutes together. Uh, this is Rose Buddies. This is a podcast where we typically talk about the Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise franchise. I'll talk about Bachelor Pad too. If you have any pressing questions about the what was essentially the greatest television show ever, um, hit hit me up HMU. But otherwise, we're in an off season break until yeah. uh, May twenty first, twenty third, twenty fifth, something. Twenty third. Yeah, the Bachelor just ended last week, so <sighs> heart stopping finale. Yes, and so now we are lost know, in without the a, in sh- up shit creek without a boat. We're just in it. We're just like full blown Shawshank covered in human like prisoner <laughs> shit. We're we're men and women of the people, and so if we're gonna watch a show in the off season, we want to watch a show that is publicly accessible. So accessible, accessible in the mechanical sense, in that you can get on Hulu and watch it. Yeah. I would not say it's eth- it's it's ethically accessible i would not say it is intellectually accessible i wouldn't say it is morally accessible we watch flavor of love season one episode one titled 15 beds and a bucket of puke the only good thing that happened this episode was the title (laughs) and i don't know if 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 the rest of the series follows the the bold titling conventions you know how Grey's anatomy every song is a or every every episode is named after a song title I, I, how do how the fuck do I know that I and you never, don't know that? I never noticed that. Um, I'm hoping each one is this poetic and poignant and beautiful and surprisingly accurate. Uh, Flavor of, of Love is about William Jonathan Drayton Jr. Drayton's a sick ass name. We were talking about that. That's mm-hmm. a cool name. Not as cool as Flavor Flav. Yes, but. Um, he so Flavor Flav was on a series of VH1 reality shows and it started with the Surreal Life season three, I believe, uh, in which he met Brigitte Nielsen, uh, who who was Brigitte Nielsen was an actress. She was was she married to Arnold? No, 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 no. no. Uh, but they had a show, a spinoff of that called Strange Love. Didn't work out between the two of them. We find out in episode one, season one of Flavor of Love, that she's married. Don't know if that was always going on, if they were, like, doing a little a polyamory situation, but now he's looking for something more serious. Clearly. He's not, he's, but he's not looking for a woman named Sirius, who is one of the women named on the show. Where the fuck do you start with A Flavor of Love? I watched a lot of this show coming up, and I did not enjoy it the second time around. <laughs> I had never seen it before, so my touchstone continued to be, how is it similar and different from The Bachelor? Um, and there are there's a lot there's yeah. a lot of similarities um Should first this show made me appreciate because again I, I can't stress this enough i definitely watched this show and i watched its its many mutant spinoffs that we will be d- where where were you at in your life when you were watching Fuck, this dude 
what was this, probably 2007? So I was like, uh, I was in college. I was like a sophomore, probably in college. And yeah, it made me like sort of, I feel, um, I watch some television that I don't feel especially great about. Not very often. Like I'm very like, I don't, I don't feel bad about watching The Bachelor. Except sometimes I do. Like when we launched the podcast, I actually got a little uncomfortable about like, I'm really flying my flag for The Bachelor yeah. right now, yeah. and there's definitely some problems with it. Yeah. It is definitely, at times, a problematic show, and how do I go about like appreciating it despite its 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 many flaws? Yeah. Um, this, this, this experience has made me be like, The Bachelor is like, it is the most important artistic <laughs> work of our time. Like, it, for the, the, the way that they handle things is just like garbage, yes, but also just the production on it is like... It was like VH1 was putting this thing together for like a high school film class project. Well, let's let's talk similarities. So, so Flavor of Love takes place at a mansion, potentially Bachelor Mansion. We were trying to diagnose that. No, it's not Bachelor Mansion. Flavor of Life says it's his mansion. Maybe I don't know. No, there's a mansion. There's a pool. uh, There's twenty women. uh, There is a limo that Flavor Flav arrives in. At which point he says that he is quote. The Black Chiller? He does make sure... Hey, do you all know that show, The Bachelor? Yeah. Well, I'm The Black Chiller. Yeah. You don't need to say the first part, because we know yeah. what the word Bachelor is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there... That limo shot, by the way, was uh, filmed from one car. Of him <laughs> yeah. hanging out the window of a limo as they sped down the highway. They had to subtitle it, because the audio was so bad. Right, but and more importantly, that's one stark difference between The Bachelor <laughs> yeah, and this show, no, is that... We're this, just talking similarities, This though. show doesn't care if you die in a vehicular <laughs> accident, uh, whereas The Bachelor probably would not allow you to do that kind of camera work. Um, there is a cocktail party, but Flava Flav calls it a mixer. Love that. Like that. I would actually like to see that adopted. And then there is an elimination ceremony, uh, except instead of roses, he gives out big clocks with their face which on Which you, it. I guess, maybe, because when they revealed that, you said, oh, he actually does give out clocks, which made me think that, like, you had the idea in your head of, like, wouldn't it be funny if he gave out clocks? And then Well, I think true. somebody in the Rose Buddies group referenced that, and I thought maybe it was, like, a clever joke they had made as mm. an individual. Um... Chuck D says Flavor Flav is proficient in 15 instruments, and he's self-taught in all of his instruments. I didn't, that's interesting. I'm sorry, we have Wikipedia open here, because we, <laughs> we had to do some research into Flavor Flav, because I don't know that much about him, except that he, like, invented the role of hype man. He didn't invent it, but he, like, made it th- a thing. That yeah, he is from the hip-hop group Public Enemy, yes. which I needed a little refresher on. Surprised me that you needed that. Well, because I'm such a hip-hopper. More than me, yeah, and I know that. Well, that's true. Um... Okay, so this fucking this fucking show, this fucking garbage show, this fucking trash show exploits every and maybe it develops like this is the first episode of the first season, but I'm like, not watching anymore. No, nor I. Okay. There's one more similarity between this show and The Bachelor, and that is there is a, a host uh who is named Big Rick, who is Flava Flav's body man. And he kind of guides the show kind of lets Flava Flav know when it's time for the elimination ceremony mm. and kind of gathers the women much the way that Chris Harrison does. But he also very begrudgingly is there. <laughs> he seems like he definitely doesn't want to be there. He's a, he's he's he is a supplicant to Flavor Flav, which like I think everybody is because he's very he's a very excitable man. But he very much reminds me of uh, uh, of Craig Robinson's character in <clears throat> Knocked Up. I made this comparison when we were watching. I couldn't remember Craig Robinson's name, but 
Craig Robinson's it was the bouncer and knocked up. It was like I don't want to be here. Like I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to be here. We can't have a bunch of we can't have a bunch of old pregnant women running around here. That'd be crazy. This this man was just like it seems like the decisions he has made has led him to this point. And maybe he's not entirely psyched about. It. He's not entirely against it. Have but you like, looked up Big Rick? I want to know what his story is. I just typed in Big Rick. We'll see. I mean, none of these are the man. Is this him? No. Why don't you do some more keywords in there besides just <laughs> Big Rick? Uh, Flavor Flav, uh, Big Rick is also his bodyguard and chauffeur. I don't know. Reality Shack's an interview with him. Well, yeah, that is the craziest thing he's They seen. met in 2004 at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas at, at the, the shoot, shoot for Strange for Love. Strange so Love. this must have been like 2005 then. Then I was fucking in high school, dude. That's crazy. Okay. Uh, yeah, Big Rick. Maybe, okay, maybe this partnership was a bit uh, more trusting and loving than yeah. I originally thought it was. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, Flavor Flav has 25 women. He's invited 25 women here. Um, here, here is something that I'm hesitant to confess about Flavor of Love. It, it, it's the most exploitative show maybe I've ever seen of literally every person involved with the production. Yes. Um, I mean, that was fucking the surreal life too is like, there were no people on surreal life who were doing good. <laughs> you know what I mean? There were a lot of, everybody on surreal life was like. Well, comparatively, at one time, most of the people on that show were doing well. And then they are on the show because Flavor they Flavor are not, not. But he was not doing well. I was, I was reading up on his Wikipedia page. Like, music career was done. He was like. He was scalping baseball tickets, like, after Public Enemy. Like, wow. not, things were not going well. And then he met the guys for Flavor of Love, and they set him up. Um, and that sort of was his renaissance a bit. Um, so, yes, it's, like, inherently exploded. I should point out, by the way, not drinking a Super Water Zero. Uh, d- ran out of stock. Didn't have time to go get some today. I thought about doing it. I think I might save that for Bachelor Watches proper, because this didn't... Yeah. I wouldn't say this earned it. And yeah. I feel like we're drinking white wine right now, which is... A literal potion that I needed to get yeah. through the, the hard times. Um, very exploitative show. The fucking craft services people probably left that shoot feeling like they were taken advantage of. Like, it was rough <laughs> stuff, toe-to-tip, very, very bad. What I like about it, though, is the nickname stuff. Okay, so let me let me set the scene here. Um, so Griffin and I are watching it, and we start to meet the women. And unlike The Bachelor, there is no first name and age and job title when the women come up. And at that point, I turn to Griffin and I say, do we not get to learn the women's name? And I laughed in her face. Yes. Because I knew it was coming up. So, so a few of the women we meet before we learn their names. Okay, so we meet a woman with a writing crop. A woman that says Flava Flav reminds her of her dad because her dad also has gold teeth. Okay, you can't just say a woman with a riding crop because you can't mention the prop without mentioning, like, do you remember the day we met? You remember we met at South by Southwest in, like, 2011 or whatever at some show? And if if you had walked up to me and had a riding crop that you used to smack your own ass and say, I'm so weird, (laughs) it probably wouldn't have, like, popped off between us the way that it did. Um, instead you just held the writing crop and like, it was all just sort of, <laughs> and it was South by Southwest. So it was sponsored by Tito's vodka. It was a Tito's vodka writing <laughs> crop. I had two and I gave Griffin one. Uh, you and did have sun- what were the sunglasses for? It wasn't Tito's. It was like some fruit 
punch. It was like spiked fruit Mike's punch. Mike's hard lemonade. It was like I Mike's think. hard. Yeah, it was gross. I mean, the drink was gross. The sentiment was very, very and sweet. You were squinting, and so I gave you a it's pair true. of sunglasses. It's very it's nice. It's very sweet. Um, we just met. I had the, no reason to give you those sunglasses. And then you kept spanking me over and over and over and over <laughs> and over again. And it was like, I'm hot um, and sweaty. And, and then there was a woman who said that she tried to explain to her parents, who were very upset she was on the show, that Flavor Flav was no longer an addict. Yes. Although he may or may not be taking care of his kids. Okay. Kind of a weird thing to be foggy on when getting into a romantic... Yeah. So... Are people getting that sound effects? That's It was a dark and stormy night. They're probably not picking up... It was a dark and stormy night and Rachel and Griffin watch <laughs> Flavor of Love. Um... Okay, so Big Rick comes in and says, ladies, it's time to get ready to take this to the next level. And then... And six women just leave. Like, nope. Flava Flav, um, he says that he is not likely to remember names, and so that he, he has decided to give nicknames, and he writes them on names tags. Names tags. And he sticks them to their chests very generously. Uh, by which you mean he gra- he grabs their breasts. Griffin, are you going to read over out, and over again? Or, uh, out the nicknames? Uh, I actually took away your notes because uh, you took these notes. You wrote down all the names. Oh, you want me to remember them? Mm, well, that would be amazing. I'm going to just start listing them off, and I want you to tell me which ones are real and which ones are fake. Okay. Uh, I mean, some of them are obviously real, like Oyster. Yeah, Oyster uh, is real. Apples. Real. Dreams. Not real. Oh my god, you remember it. Uh-huh. Smiley. Real. Sweetie. Real. Cherry. Real. It's hard to come up with the when fake ones. When you pause, I know that they're going to be fake. Uh, uh, rain. Real. Dimples. Real. Hoops. Real. I can't, I can't, nothing I can come up with is going to be fucking <laughs> funnier than, okay, let's, I don't want to gloss over this because the nicknames are amazing. They are Amazing slash degrading. And very few concepts earn both of those simultaneously for me, but it's it's degrading. You're taking a woman's fucking name away and you're calling her Cherry or Hoops or Rain or whatever. Um, as the viewer... Are you not going to go through all of them? As the viewer, I appreciate it very much. We should go through all of them. You Just burn them down. Okay, so I'm just going to start from the beginning. And I'm going to rank them one through ten. Okay. Oyster. Ten. Amazing. You called a woman Oyster. Apples. <laughs> This was a Z or an S. I think that's just that's an S. That's an S. So, I gotta call you on this one, Flav. Yo, Flav, I gotta, I gotta put you on blast for this one. Because if you're gonna pluralize all these names and fruits, you gotta stick to a convention, dog. It can't be S on some of them and Z on the rest. Zero. Smiley. That's a four. That's all right. Sweetie. Four. Cherry. Not cherries? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, he's... Yeah. Nine. He's playing fucking Calvin Ball with it. Uh, bubbles with a Z. Very much like that, yes. Mm-hmm. Eight. Peaches. S or Z? S. C5. I don't, I can't. Georgia. Two. Terrible. Pumpkin. Spell that for me again. See, I wrote it down, I think, how it was actually, or, well, P-U-M-K-I-N. Is that right? No, pumpkin has a P in it. I know, but is that how he spelled it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Picasso. You didn't let me rate pumpkin. It's very good. Okay. Uh, Picasso, who had one of her own pieces of art on a t-shirt she was wearing and eagerly told Flava Flav she was an artist. And so then he decided to call her Picasso. 
she also, spoiler alert, got sent home this episode, which is weird because when I watched it, I used my like latent Bachelor knowledge to be like, that's the kind of woman that would definitely get sent home day one on The Bachelor that yeah. I would think is like quirky and unique, but like maybe a little too much. Um, Going on, uh, Rain. I have no feelings about that. Isn't um, that weird? That is weird. Uh, Dimples with a Z. 100% out of 10. Hoops with a Z. I mean, you can't argue with hoops with a Z. Serious. I like that one because it's so different from all the other ones. Like S-E-R-I-O-U-S, not like Sirius Black from... How do you know who that is? I read Harry Potter. You did not read all the Harry Potter Not all of them, but most of them. Uh, Sirius was the one who is a model and had a very heavily photoshopped picture of herself. You guys, this wasn't like, you know, women like adding a a artificial thigh gap. This was full blown like Slender Man, (laughs) full blown like wacky inflatable tube man level of like, that's not possible. That's not possible. Uh, the next woman was Shells with a Z. Had and, some trouble. Yeah, let me tell you her origin story. So most of the women get up there and they start chatting and he picks a name kind of based off of things that they say. Well, she stood up there, I think, treating the naming ceremony with a lot of, like, solemn respect. And so she just stood there silently and he spent, I don't know, like a full minute trying to come up with a name. At which point she said, I've been scuba diving. <laughs> Did she say I like scuba diving or I've been scuba diving? I don't know. Because if it's if it's what you said, that's amazing. <laughs> I saw a horse once. Horse! You're horsey. <laughs> and then there are five more women who we did not see their naming ceremony, but we saw them when there was a very carefully mapped out with names picture. Like you would see on like a... Um... Like some sort of exhibit where the bunch of butterflies are pinned yeah. to a cork board or something. Yeah, the final five. Kind of a grotesque way to refer to these mm-hmm. women, but I've I just watched Flavor of Love, so I guess I'm in that headspace. The final five are Miss Latin, Smoky, New York, Hottie, and Goldie. Uh, six, four, eight, two, two. <laughs> kind of a weak finish. New York is interesting because it's you like... you rate Shells or Sirius? I don't remember your ratings on this. Sirius is amazing. Sirius is like a nine easily. Shells, I mean, we all know his heart wasn't in it, so mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him a pass on that one. Um, New York is amazing. Is she from New York? I think so. i got to Google that because if she's not, what the, fuck, what the fuck's up? But like, okay, pumpkin I get. That's a term of endearment. Peaches, kind of gross... If you, like, look at a woman's body part and be like, mm, peaches. A woman came up and was like, I'm from Georgia, but you already used peaches. He's like, I'm going to call you Georgia. That's dope. I'm very much into that naming convention. Apples. Let's talk about apples. How did that happen? I think she was wearing red, as I recall. And he was just like, but that's like, that's like a weird cognitive, like, association, like. Are you, are you trying to, like, psychoanalyze what you yes. right now? No, there's, there's. I could write a whole thesis on this shit because there's a reason for every name that he gave. If there wasn't, we wouldn't have the, the, the shells incident. I feel like the shells incident was like, if we didn't have that, then we could think like he just picked these names at random. But it obviously showed that there was some sort of thought process that went into you each know, of these names. What was weird is the very first women to go was Oyster. And he he said something about how oysters are known to 
help a man's sex drive, and then he called her Oyster. And then nobody else got that kind of elaborate backstory. No. Um, I think maybe he started out a little ambitious. uh, New York, Tiffany Pollard, is from Utica, New York. All right, seems right. Um, Yeah, uh, so he takes their names away and (laughs) gives them new names. Yeah. Um, I, I, I made a goof. We talked about this. We talked about, uh, Flavor Flav, Flavor of Love on Mabim Bam once. And I said it was like Spirited Away. When, I don't know if you remember this one, Spirited Away, but when he, she goes to, to the, the, the like spirit kingdom, she gets her name taken away so she can work in the bathhouse. And then when she leaves, she's able to get her name back. And that's exactly literally how it works on Flavor of Love. And also how slavery worked. Also, yes. So, yes. Okay. Also, yes. <laughs> I mean, I could reference Roots here, but I feel like Spirited Away is more, you know, lighthearted and sort of in step with okay. the tone of the podcast. Okay. It is also, yeah, if you want to unpack that, I yes. I mean, I think yeah. it's worth mentioning. Um, so, also like The Bachelor, there are swimsuits, there are a pool, uh, there is a pool. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, we can call some of the stuff that the women were wearing were swimsuits, and I don't want to judge. It's not coming from a, I'm not coming from a slut shamey place. I'm coming from a, like, taxidermical, not taxonomical, from a taxonomy standpoint. (laughs) We could not place, I mean, there was a lot of, like, lingerie being swum in, but that's not, is it? Yeah, I don't think those were swimsuits. Again, like, chase your bliss, stand your truth, like, whatever, no judgment, no tea, no shade, no pink lemonade, but, like, there was, there was some, like see-through bras and panties being worn and it's like what's if that's a swimsuit what is the like what's the like what what anyway um do you want to talk about the billboard article um about the trump support i guess oh let's get to it at the end okay uh so at this point there are more similarities to the bachelor and that the women kind of cluster in groups. Yes, the mixer segment was the most like bachelor ass yeah. thing that happened yeah. the whole time because there's a lot of stealing, there's a lot of territorial play. There was a lot like half of the women there were like down to like do the damn thing and the other half like had no idea how to do the damn thing. So there was this one woman, I want to say Smiley, whatever, uh who like <laughs> locked his ass down. And, like, would not let him go. And women would come up and be like, I think it's my time to talk. And she would say, no, it's not. Get out of here. We're talking. And the women would just leave. And I feel like that happens in Bachelor. But but unlike The Bachelor, um, at least on the first night, there was a lot of references to Flava Flav's virility. Um, like, a lot. Like, yeah. one woman brought it up. Like, do you have to take Viagra to get your old, weird dick going? Yeah. And he said, no, but I do have a big cock. And everybody's like, what? And he was like, there's a rooster statue that a producer just, like, ran up very quickly and put on the table, probably. Do you not remember that? I remember him saying it. I don't remember seeing any kind of visual gag. There was a big rooster that he pointed to. Oh. Or else VH1 probably wouldn't allow him to say, I have a big cock. No, I missed that. Should we let Cecil on this episode? Because he's outside the office door meowing. I'll grab him. Okay. Hi. No, come here. Podcast. Hey, Cecil. Hoopa! Got anything funny to say? He's very shy. Uh, ow, fuck. God, he's like 15 pounds now. Alright, um, get your dumb leg up. Oh, New York was on Celebrity Big Brother. I'm learning so much tonight. Okay, so, what were we talking about? Um... 
Oh, and let's talk about the fashion a little bit more. So there was a woman in a a in a lot of purple, uh, in a top hat, and there Love was like that. a that's a, a big bold purple look. boa and, and some sequins. There was a pink like not bathrobe, but like a robe that a, a boxer might wear as they approach the ring. Oh, Cecil hates this. Get out of here. Go. If you're not going to do the podcast, if you're not going to fucking cooperate. Well, the reason I brought up the woman in the top hat in particular uh, was that she was the one that said, quote, can I kiss you on the bling in your nose? Um, that was the worst moment of my life. And then kissed him on his nose piercing. Yeah. She also did a lot of, like, weird, weirdly, and I don't want to throw shade again. I'm coming from a place, a place of pure love and fascination. She did a lot of maternal kissing on his forehead. Well, like she, was, a, she was much taller than him. Then you then you probably been down, right? Because this is a man that you just met on a reality dating show, and he is the hype man for, for Public Enemy. And you're on television, and you're both in bathing suits, and you're kissing, you're well, holding him, embracing know, him, and kissing him on the forehead. We know from Brigitte Nielsen, who is a tall woman, that yeah, that he kind of enjoys that differentiation and okay, stature. Yes, I'm sure he does, and that's cool. This, but there's a there's a time and a place. <laughs> and she was this was night one, and she was giving him some full blown good night moon night night kisses. <laughs> it's weird, right? I mean, yeah, sure. Um. The other thing I'll say is the woman named Oyster revealed in one of her group chats that she has worn red every day for the past six years. Like, how do you even... How do you even do that? I guess if you just own red shit, then the problem just kind of takes care of itself. But you can't even be in a fucking wedding? What if one of your friends asks you to be a bridesmaid in their wedding? It's like, what's your colors? I hope it's red. I'm guessing that doesn't happen to her a lot. (laughs) She she used it though. She tried to act like it was leverage. She tried to say, you know, so I'm kind of I'm kind of weird and take risks like you, Flava Flav, and so we're, you know, maybe we have something in common. No, that's not the same thing. Yeah, because his like weird shit. Like he's a weird dude. Like yeah, he's a weird dude. Um, but not like that. That's a different thing. Uh, so at this point, she did look good though in red. So, like, she obviously knows, she knows what to do. At this point, Big Rick comes out and says, ladies, it's that time. When you're ready. <laughs> and But here's the different. here's another difference. So, in between him saying, it's that time, and the actual elimination ceremony. It was a good 20 minutes. At least 20 minutes. Yeah, it was, um, they really dragged it out. Uh, Goldie, at this point we realize Goldie has gotten too drunk and she has passed out on the couch. Well, we don't know. She could have had some bad... No, she was drunk. She could have had some bad pork. No, she was drunk. Um, and the women, uh, are trying to kind of rouse her and say, hey, just get it together for the ceremony. Which I imagine, honestly, probably happens on The Bachelor a lot, but they don't show it. Yeah. They don't want to glamorize that at all. No, one woman does shout, she just needs some bread. And I watch that thinking, like, that woman's got my number. Because when I'm <laughs> fucked up and I realize I've had way too much to drink, I will... I mean, sometimes my body will allow me to expunge, and then I feel usually better from not being drunk anymore. Um, and if that doesn't happen, I just got to eat a bunch of bread. 
No, and that's worth mentioning because this lady does expunge. She barfs and then she's like, good to go. This like, is where, that. if you'll recall the title of the episode, this is where the bucket of puke comes in. The 15 beds breaks down because there were 20 women. And yeah. after surveying the bedrooms in which they would be sleeping, like literally five women to a room, rough stuff. Hey, reality shows, can you not get fucking hotels, guys? Like, it's it's outrageous. No, because then the woman wouldn't be all up in each other's business all the time. Um, they make the realization, like, oh, five of us are going home tonight. Yeah, because there aren't enough beds here for all of us to stay. So uh, Goldie uh, rallies, and then the women go to the bathroom and all put on their makeup. I mean, there is a tremendous amount of time. There's a lot of pre-pro that goes into it. Uh, and then we see uh, Flavor Flav goes into a room with a wall of clocks, and he has to decide which five are going home. And when he's talking to us, the viewer, he's eating a hamburger. <laughs> His literal, like, behind-the-scenes, in-the-moment interview is he's eating a hamburger in it. And that was the moment where I realized I did not want to watch more of the show. <laughs> you know, yeah. Because if Flavor Flav could not keep, like, <laughs> if Flavor Flav couldn't take this seriously for the span of an entire one episode... Like, if he doesn't value my time that much, he's a Mad Hatter level obsessed with clocks. You should think he should value time. Yeah. Oh, and that's worth mentioning because, so there's two things. Either you are out of time if you don't receive a clock, and if you do receive a clock, you know what time it is. That's that's kind of the language they use Mm -hmm. for the elimination ceremony. Do you think that Flava Flav has been like driven mad by the the concept of the the constant unstoppable passing of time like do you think do you think that that flavor flave has i'm gonna get deep here for a second but do you think he is like during his time with public enemy and just like again just all the clocks like so many clocks there's always a clock around him all the time i'm not even talking about like a captain james hook level thing i'm talking more like a lovecraftian like he's he has peered into the the widening gyre and has just sort of seen the passage of time for what it is and like the entropy of the the cosmos and he's like sort of like that's why he always keeps a clock with him and he's just like completely just zoned or 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 he was always asking people what time it was. No, I think mine. And they were like, why don't you just wear a clock? Yeah. He, we'll get you one and put it on a necklace. And mm. he was like, oh, it's pretty fresh. And then he just decided to do that all the time. Yeah. And then in like 1996, they invented watches. And he was like, well, fuck, I already got my thing. <laughs> um, okay, so the other thing I really got excited about, and as far as the similarity of The Bachelor is that Punkin tells the camera about New York, I think she's here for the wrong reasons. And I was really excited about that. I was like, this has invaded our culture. It's invaded our culture at the same time. It's fucking flavor of love. Who's there for that? Who's there like... I know. Uh, the opportunity to marry Flavor Flav? <laughs> Sign me up, yes, please. I actually asked Griffin when the show started. I was like, wait, so all these women knew that it was Flavor Flav, right? Like, they knew that he was the guy they were after. Because at first I thought maybe they didn't know, and that's why they were all there. There's no, but this was this was after, this was after uh, Surreal Life, this was after Strange Love, like, People knew what the fuck this show was going to be. It does make me think about... So on Flavor of Love, as I mentioned, there's no age or occupation listed. Why do you think they do that on The Bachelor? Is it just like an extra point of amusement? 
Like they don't. We don't have to know their age and occupation. They don't own flavor. No, but it helps. Like it helps. Like it, that's their nickname, right? Like yeah, that's you true. remember. Like I don't remember this one. Oh yeah, she was the software salesman. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, although the nickname thing, I think, is genuinely helpful for my dumb fucking lizard brain. Because I'm going to watch this show. Like, you asked me, like, who wins this season? And I knew who won this season because I can remember her name. I remember that big altercation, which we can get into later. But I remembered both of the parties in it because I remember their fucking nicknames. There's something yeah. to that. I don't remember who was in the last season of The Bachelorette. I don't. Yeah. But I could tell you a lot of people from this season. Yeah. The ba- um, anyway. We, so, lose, we lose a lot of good soldiers at this clock ser- clock ceremony. Is that what we're calling it? Is it a clock <laughs> they ceremony? They say elimination ceremony, I think. Okay. Uh, so Picasso, Cherry, Smokey, Bubbles, and Shells all go home. all devoured by Flavor Flav's time god that he worships, too. At which point the ladies all toast, which is also like The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they pour some out for the girls that left. I love that, too. Some things from the, the show's absolutely a dumpster fire. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that I would love to see lifted and in, incorporated in the, the, the franchise that we love so much. Like what? The, the pouring one out, the nicknames. And the nicknames, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that was the episode. We're not going to watch any more about Flavor of Love. Please don't ask us to. It was just not fun for me because it, it, I felt so icky the whole time. Yeah. And it's really, and, and I feel icky sometimes while watching The Bachelor and Bachelorette. It's just like, there's so much other stuff to actually genuinely appreciate about those shows. And there's, so, I mean, I'm so deep into it now. Like, it reminds me of kind of the worst of reality television where specifically women come on knowing what their value is, which is on the show to just totally exploit their bodies and get very the drunk. scene where he's putting name tags on them and literally groping them was like i was th- i was like we shouldn't watch like we already announced that we were gonna watch this like we shouldn't i don't want to like glorify it and i actually felt bad that like we told people to watch it and that we would do like a full-blown book club discussion of it. but like there's so much gnarly shit and it was a di- like i get that it was a different time but like it just goes to show like how us becoming more sort of sensible about how we portray like women in reality television shows is like so much of a good thing because this is like this is genuinely hard to watch like it's rough fucking stuff well and there's no like agreement i'm not i'm not saying i don't want to sorry to interrupt but i don't want to make it sound like we're perfectly nailing it in terms of like representation of women on reality shows and no, yeah, people, no, but it's it's not. like, but it's so like this was well, fucking brutal. And here's why I think it's better. I think on certain shows there's like an agreement. It's like we were talking a lot about The Bachelor this season. There was kind of a, a code of conduct understood by the women of like here are certain rules that we are all kind of silently agreeing to about what is and isn't appropriate. And that doesn't happen on Flavor of Love because I think the women, especially knowing Flavor Flav, uh, go in just expecting that he is going to like the most extreme, just the most crazy sexual woman yeah. that is available. And the show does nothing to protect them at no, all from that. No. Not uh, not that, you know, The Bachelor and Bachelor would ever do like a perfect job of that. Do you think there are producers that, but... like there are on The Bachelor? They're like... My, mine is smoky and apples. No, and I, I don't think. I think. I, I think this show is 
lightly produced, if if at all. Yeah. And and in that sense, I think it is even more. I think it's even like way more exploitative. You don't think they're going to like pumpkin and saying like, "What don't you like about New York?" I don't know. I don't know. Me me saying no is like tantamount to saying like that. I think the women are you know necessarily like dramatic or yeah whatever um i just man i felt i felt so conflict like i mean to to be fair it's like you said earlier i would say 80 percent of the women on this show want to be famous and this was their vehicle to do it yeah and- which is like go fucking go for it that's why flavor flaves here definitely if that's another weird thing is like there are multiple seasons of this show. I think there were three or four seasons of Flavor of Love with Flavor Flav at the helm of it. So there was there was not even that fucking kayfabe that you get on The Bachelor Bachelorette where they trick you or they yeah. try to trick you into thinking that there's some sort of romantic angle for that. Yeah. Fuck that. Like, even if a single working functional marriage had come out of The Bachelor <laughs> and Bachelorette, it would still be batting a thousand compared to the success rate of, of these, of, of, of Flavor of Love. Yeah. So, like, Flavor Flav is there to obviously, like, reboot his career, too. So, like, go hog wild. With that mentality, it's like fucking Outback Steakhouse, no rules, just right. Go crazy. Go hog wild in there. I imagine the speech I'm telling you right now is literally the exact speech they gave every woman as they came in. Yeah. What's your name? New York? Yeah, go. Pumpkin, what's your name? You want to spit on New York? Fucking go for it. No rules, just right. Throw your fucking peanut shells on the floor. Get wild in there. Yeah, do you want to talk about the scene that you showed me? I mean, I'm saying all this now, and this scene is very gross, but, like, the iconic scene, if you want to call it that, from season one is final three. Did you guess, you know, Hoops is the winner? Hoops I did, based on the clip you showed me. But you didn't think, like, oh, that Hoops. No. Oh, see. Uh, Hoops is very nice, like, pretty much the whole time. She's very nice. And so you watch it going, like, oh, it's going to be her, because she's very nice. Uh, Final three, Pumpkin, New York, Hoops, uh, and, uh, so you did watch the whole season. If, you, if you're familiar with that clip. Shit. Parts of me like hopes that I would just like <laughs> somebody's like watch this dope clip. But I think I might have. Or maybe I saw it on the soup. That was a thing back then. It was a thing. Um, Pumpkin gets booted. And her and New York have been like beefing apparently the whole time. And New York and her are having a verbal altercation. And I'm speaking like a fucking cop right now. Uh, Pumpkin goes, hugs Hoops, and is like, Flavor Flav, pick Hoops, she's the best. And uh, Pumpkin threatens to slap New York, and New York says, go for it. I I want you to slap me. I want, and while she's talking, Pumpkin spits at her. Really good, I want to say. Yeah, it it was good spitting. I'm not a good spitter. Like, I can't spit long distances very well, which is being rough being from Appalachia. Um... But uh, she got it. Like, I watched it. I thought she got it, like, square in the hole no. of her mouth like a carnival game. Uh, no. But no, just on her hair and her chin a little bit. Um, and then New York dashes at her, grabs a little bit of her hair, but she gets away and runs away after falling to the floor. Um, and New York is very upset about it. And Pumpkin's like, and even Flavor Flavor was like, yeah, Pumpkin, you got to go now. That was kind of fucked up. That was real fucked up. You don't spin on people here. It's like, well, they did say no rules just right, so... Anyway, that was the... Is that where Outback got it from, you think? Penultimate, yes. Outback Steakhouse. John Outback watched that and said... Is he related to William Drayton? Yeah, they're brothers. This uh, so I hated it, and I never want to watch it again. It was the absolute worst, and it grosses me out that anybody um, would continue to watch that show for multiple seasons. Um, uh, I just wanted to catch up on like what... 
Flavor Flav was up to and like learn a little bit about him. So I Googled his name. And he's very recently in the news. I'd like to read to you a Billboard article. Yeah, please. Um, uh, Public Enemy performed South by Southwest here in Austin. That's great. Mm-hmm. I actually would have gone to that. Uh, so uh, Chuck D gets up there and yells, Black Lives Matter. Fuck Donald Trump. Uh, so far, the uh, and then spoke to Billboard uh, backstage and said, um, uh, so far, the election is a bizarre show. I won't make my decision until October, but seriously, the country is in turmoil. Um, which is actually kind of like, won't make your decision until October if it's Trump on the ticket and you just yelled, fuck Donald Trump, Black Lives Matter. Like, you would think you would not lean towards him, but um, uh, anyway. I guess he didn't want to endorse anybody. Yeah, that know? makes sense. Because, yeah, totally. Like, if you're a, He's like a public figure. If you're a public figure, anything you say. Deal. Yeah, I get And then that. he has to, like, go campaign. That actually, them. yes, that makes a ton yeah. of sense. Um, Flavor Flav says... Uh, I'm not really the politician of the group. Uh, there's a lot of people talking about a lot of shit about Trump. But guess what? He's winning. The man is winning. I ain't gonna lie, but listen, the United States has been always been ran a certain way for decades and decades and decades. You never know. Maybe Trump could possibly do something. Maybe he might step in office and do something. I'm not gonna doubt him. Put it this way. If this was really, really a foot race, Donald Trump would be the first to the finish line, but they won't let him cross first. That's the way I feel. You know what I'm saying? Because he's winning fairly, but they still don't want him to be president. They're gonna try and block that man from being president. If Donald Trump does become president, there's only one thing we can all do. Just sit back and let the man do his job. Fight the power! What? You didn't fight the power! You did a song called Fight the Power! Let the man do his job! This is verse 2 of Fight the Power! Let the man do his job! What? Um, was Flavor Flame ever on Celebrity Apprentice? Doesn't it seem like he would be? Didn't make the cut. That just stuck out to me as the craziest fucking thing ever. You can't be in a band called Public Enemy with a song called Fight the Power and then say that. Just let him... Guys. (laughs) They're just trying to do their job. Fair and squaresy. You think Flavor Flav is going to be out on the campaign trail now? Just doing stump speeches for Trump? I mean, it wasn't an endorsement for Trump as much as it was for, like, the busted-ass election process, which is just like, hey, man, whatever happens, happens. Just let them do their thing. It's bizarre. It seems like you have identified some kind of morality in Flavor Flav, and this shocks you, but I do not think that this is against his character necessarily to say something like this he did say he's not the the, the politician of the, the group? politician i of guess the group. so i don't know um he likes bravado you know he, he likes showmanship he does i mean what is donald trump but a hype man for the fucking apocalypse <laughs> um i don't want to talk anymore about this show it's garbage i hated it and i absolutely hate our it. dad and my my clint my father and my stepmother carol are coming in town tonight in a couple hours we're gonna have to end this right now and go because we wanted to finish house of cards we got two episodes left this is probably gonna keep us from fucking finishing house of cards i don't want to spend any more time on it that we could be watching frank and claire like figure their shit out mm-hmm. what's up next week what are we doing next week um I want to get away from what There's we just There's not far we can go. There isn't that far we can go. What was, the, what was one of the shows you found on Hulu? I really want to watch that Are You the One 
one. I've yeah. heard nothing but good things about Are You the One. I think that's on the MTV website. Otherwise, it's Basement of Love, Daisy of Love, Rock of Love. I need a I need a break. I love New York or or Paradise Hotel Two, which looked like <laughs> let's do Paradise Hotel Two because okay. I want something that I know literally <laughs> nothing about. Okay, I want to go in fresh on one. Okay, so next week we'll watch the first episode of Paradise Hotel Two available on Hulu. <laughs> Is this a- Pornography? Are you certain this isn't a new Hulu original pornography? Somebody in the Rose Buddies group recommended it and said it was a lot like Bachelor. Did Paradise. they recommend it like this? I got a, I got a videotape you're just gonna love. <laughs> anyway, uh, until next time of... I don't even want to call this Rose Buddies. This is like Rose Buddies alt-universe. Rose Buddies with a Z. Rose <laughs> Z-E-B-U-D-D-I-E-Z, Rose Buddies. Don't change our logo. Uh, no, I won't. I wouldn't know how. But we'll all know. Fuck, that's good. Okay, well, thank you for watching, Rose Buddies. I've been Griffin McElroy. I'm Rachel McElroy. Yeah, boy. But who will get? Like, if Flavor says it. Stay with us on this journey of joy. Spoiler alert! She ends up with Soldier Boy. Right Reese's, right Reese's, can it be real? All aboard,